0: Is your home a happy home? Or are the children driving you crazy? You know, if we're honest, we could all do with some help in making family life more enjoyable. Join us now on Happy the Home. It's a program you not only watch, it's a program you do. welcome to happy the home I wanted to thank you for letting us into your home we want to invite you into our home we have my family with me here today and I wanted to introduce them to you one by one who are you I know who you are but they don't know who you are who are you
1: I'm Caleb Brain. I'm 12 years old and happy to be here today
0: good job and my lovely wife in the middle. She's not going to tell you probably how old she is.
2: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) My name is Carolyn and I'm really excited to be here with you. I think we're going to have a great time together.
0: And who are you on the end, young lady?
1: (laughs) Uh, My name is Hannah Ray and I'm 14 and I'm glad that we have this opportunity to be here.
0: We are part of a ministry called Restoration International based up in uh, the northwest corner of Montana and for years um, we've gone around giving seminars on marriage and family and that's why 3ABN has invited us here for the Happy The Home program and we are so looking forward to sharing with you you know the next uh, 26 programs of Happy The Home are split into a definite um, three sections and the first section is called Winning Our Child's Heart The first 13 programs there are dedicated solely to one simple purpose and that is winning the affections of our children so that they are inclined to like us as mom and dad. (laughs) When they like us, then we can move into some of those other sections. What's section two about, Carolyn?
2: Section two is entitled Leading Our Child's Heart to Christ. And as Paul says, You've got to win the heart of your child first to you before you can lead them on to Christ. This is a section that every parent wants to see their children being led to the Lord. And so that's what we're looking at in this section. And it's going to be age appropriate. So younger children will be making different decisions maybe than the older child. But it's for the whole family, for all of your children, whatever age.
0: And then section three is um, all about taking some principles that we are going to share with you in the programs and actually rolling those out into making the family very different and another big point on this program that's perhaps a little bit different to something you've watched before is that this is not just a program that you are going to watch and then say oh yeah that was interesting because we've got to take what we learn and transition that into your family And so the idea is at the end of every program, we are going to have a very definite and specific step forward. What do I mean by a step forward? That's a challenge. As we talk about a particular part on the program, then we want you to take what we've talked about and roll it out in your family. And that will pave the way for the next program. It's a little bit like uh, instructions on Lego. Unless you're actually making what the little instructions tell you, the step-by-steps, it's not very interesting, but if you are actually involved in following those steps, which in this case is program by program, you are going to see some real tangible results in your children, in your own heart, very quickly. And so, something else that is going to go along with the program is what, Carolyn?
2: well we're really excited to share with you this is the companion book to the series happy the home is entitled the connected family simple steps to positive parenting we've written this to really enhance the programs and you're going to get a lot more out of this than you will just solely by watching the programs. so you're going to want to get a copy of this and the challenges that we're going to be putting to you during these programs are in here and there's places to be able to journal too. so this is something that you're really going to want to have
0: So let's get going. What we're going to do in this first program, actually, you're joining us and we're just going to, we're going to invite you into our family. We're going to have some family time and we're actually going to be reading a story about uh, Shackleton. After that, we're going to draw some parenting lessons from it. Our children will have a prayer and they'll go to bed and we'll, we'll just talk heart to heart with you as parents. So... I know, children, you've read this story, we read the whole story. I'm just going to summarize it down into a five minutes or so for the viewers. <clears throat> In 1914, British explorer Ernest Shackleton set sail aboard Endurance. Now, Hannah, what was Endurance? What was it?
1: It was the boat that Shackleton and his men were traveling on to do their expedition. They named it that because it was their family motto, I think. That's
0: right. And Caleb, where were they heading and what were they going to do? Do you remember?
1: They were going to the Antarctic to go across the the Antarctic Circle.
0: Yeah, they were going to try and be the first people to walk all the way across the Antarctic on foot. Nobody had ever done that before. But fairly early on in their journey towards the coast, they got locked in what's called pack ice. They were surrounded by ice as far as the eye could see, and they were stuck, and then for the next ten months, locked in that ice, they drifted, and they drifted, they drifted away from where they were trying to get to. They realized that there was no chance that they were going to be the first people to get across the Antarctic on foot, because they were drifting away from land, and eventually they got to the point where the boat was being crushed. The ice, the storms were pushing on the boat, and the boat tipped over to a 30 degree angle, and Shackleton gave orders that he and the 27 other men were going to have to get out of the boat and onto the ice. So they set up camp on the ice, and just a few weeks later, the boat was crushed like a a plaything and disappeared under the ice. So now they were totally alone, 28 men, 300 miles from land, well, Shackleton's first instance, and we're going to talk a little bit about this when we talk about the parenting application. Shackleton's first instinct there was, we've got to get out of here. We've got to get to land. So he set off to try and walk 300 miles to the nearest bit of land. Well, that didn't work, did it, family?
2: So, so he was, they were just on a big floating ice floe.
0: They were on the ocean, but the ocean was frozen. So, yeah, they were essentially on a great big raft. And sometimes it was all one piece, and sometimes they they weren't connected. And so they drifted, and after about... um, They were drifting on the ice and getting closer, even though they weren't actually moving. They figured out that trying to walk and pull their lifeboats and all their supplies across the ice, that wasn't going to work. So about five months later, they got to the point where the weather was changing. It was warming up, if you can imagine anything warm. (laughs) But the ice started to break up on the that they were camping on, and some people fell in the water. And so they launched the lifeboats, three of them, three little lifeboats about the size of a vehicle, and they tried to sail to the nearest bit of land. And it was a nightmare of a trip. You remember some of the detail, family, as we were talking about that? The... The ice was forming inside the boat and the boats were going to sink. But eventually they did get to a place. What was the place they got to? I've forgotten the name of the island. Elephant Island. Elephant Island. Thank you, Caleb. They got to Elephant Island and they were safe. They were on land. They hadn't been on land for 497 days. That's how long they'd either been stuck in the boat or stuck on the ice. But now they're on land. But it was land that nobody was ever going to find them on. So Shackleton decided so, to take...
2: So they didn't have email.
0: No email, no GPS. <laughs> no cell phone. The thing is, nobody knew they were there. And pre- people presumed that they had sunk. It happened to people before. So they realized if they were going to get themselves out of this situation, there's another little parenting lesson here, they were going to have to be very much involved in that. Nobody was going to do it for them. So Shackleton took five of his more um, stronger men and they set off to try and sail to South Georgia Island, which was 800 miles away, in a 22-foot boat. Like I said, no GPSs, no guidance, it was just they look at the stars and say, that's the way we've got to go. And this wasn't just, you know, a, a little trip from one Hawaiian island to the other. This is some of the roughest seas known to man. And they they set out and they were up and down and they went through quite some despair, figuring they would never make it. And then they thought they would. But finally, Caleb, I keep putting you on the spot here. You know, in this program, we are going to be very real. <laughs> and so I'm putting my children right on the spot here. Caleb, did they make it to South Georgia. Yeah,
1: they they, made, they it.
0: made it. What was the problem with their arrival at South Georgia? They
1: were on the wrong side of the island.
0: The wrong side of the island. They so were. Hannah, what was what were their options? Now they were, they were, those six men were on South Georgia, which was where safety was. How far away was safety and how were they going to have to get there?
1: Well, they could either sail around the island to get to the other side, or they could climb over the mountains, which was, I think, about 21 miles.
0: What was the problem in going round?
1: The boats weren't too bad of a condition. The
0: boats weren't up to it. So they're going to have to climb over. And the problem with climbing over these mountains is that they were considered totally impassable. Do you ever get to any points like that in your parenting? You get to a point and think, I don't think there's... I don't think there's any hope of us getting over this one. Anyway, that, that was the situation they were in. They decided to go, go it alone. In other words, they weren't taking any tents. They weren't taking any supplies, just a little bit of food, and they were going to try and do it all in one go. No sleeping bags. So over they went, and they did. They, they went up one peak, and then they had to come down. They tried another peak, and they had to come down. But eventually they got up and over, and they got to one point. And this, you know children. And, and Carolyn, this is my favorite part of the story. They got to a point where they were on the top of a ridge and it was getting cold and they, well, they got to get off the ridge. And so how are they going to do this? They were trying to go down step by step and they knew, Shackleton knew, going at that rate, they were going to freeze before they ever got off the mountain. So they decided to hook up together like a three-man toboggan but there was no toboggan. And they just pushed off and they went sliding down this bank into the mist, into the uh, unknown, and they went for 100 seconds. Now, 100 seconds isn't very long, but if you're doing that and you (laughs) don't know what's ahead of you, rocks, boulders, cliffs, that's a long time, but eventually, the the whole story's in the book. (laughs) But they got to safety. They got down, they eventually got to safety, and Shackleton organized and that's another whole story but eventually they went back and they got those other men and they were all safe they were all saved and they spent some time together you know in parenting sometimes it seems that it's too difficult there's there's too many things against us but we we won't get into that what we're going to do is we'll have a prayer at this point and then when the children are gone to bed karen and i are going to sit down we're going to draw a few lessons from Shackleton's story here. So Hannah, why don't you um, have a prayer for us before you head to bed.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that we have and the opportunities that we've had to serve you in it, and Please be with us now in the different things that we will be doing. Um, Help us to sleep well and for the parents to have an enjoyable evening. And please help us to be refreshed for the morning to serve you again. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, children, sweet dreams. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Love you. Sleep good. (laughs)
0: Love you, buddy. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that a very typical boy response? I say, hey, love you, buddy. Yep. (laughs) so carolyn let me come and join you on the couch there i feel like we're more cozy when we're together (coughs) (coughs) so
2: how does the shackleton story encourage us as parents
0: well even as i was just recapping the story with the children it it seemed there are a number of things but You know, nowhere through that story do we get any great indication that Shackleton was, or his men, were praying people. But I remember a part that we didn't review there was that when they had to cut down their supplies to just a little bit each, that Shackleton tore a few pages out of his Bible and kept that, and he had to get rid of the rest. Mm. But, um, you know, if we are going to be successful in our parenting We have got to be praying people because, you know, you know as a mom, it's not an easy job. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it seems to me the world has the mentality, oh, so what do you do for a living? Oh, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And it's almost like a stay-at-home mom is an occupation that you have if you can't do anything good. But parenting is... It's something that's just brushed aside as, hey, the children just grow up and we, we provide them with clothes and we take them to their sports games and all of that. But real successful parenting is going to take prayer. And it's going to take three very specific kind of prayers. The praying for power. God has plenty of power. He speaks worlds into existence. There's no doubt that God has power. How do we get that power into our family to affect us as parents and to affect our children. One of the key ways is through prayer, just a simple prayer. It doesn't have to be eloquence. It can be, God, I'm a lousy parent and I've got terrible kids and I need your help. That, that's a good prayer. That's better than, hey, can you just help me polish a few areas off here in my family? you know, I, I don't know if anybody prays that kind of a prayer. I know we haven't necessarily <laughs> no. ever prayed, we need polish. We don't need polish at this point. We we need the real stuff. So we need to pray for God's power in us so that we can be good parents. What What's another prayer that we could offer for our children?
2: Another prayer is the prayer of determination. You know, do you ever get discouraged as parents? Do you think we ever do? Oh yeah. Do you ever feel like Somebody else could do a better job than you. You've you've been there before. I've been there.
0: So, hang on, can I? You've been there? Oh, yeah. So you would have thought, since we're the ones doing the program, that people would think that we have it all together. But what you're saying here on program number one out of 26 is that you haven't got it together?
2: No are we striving to get it together most definitely and maybe we've learned some things along the way that we can share with you but yes we're just trying to be very real in this series and share with you we've been right where you are maybe you're right there right now maybe you're watching this because you've become very discouraged in your parenting feel like throwing in the towel somebody else will be doing a better job than you deep down we know that's not the case but that's why we need to pray for determination that we will be determined that by God's grace that we're going to stick at this and through his power. And that's what you were talking about, praying for, we're going to come through with our children where we need to be.
0: Determination. Mm-hmm. Shackleton and his men, they had determination. They had to have it, so they were going to physically die. We need it, otherwise we're spiritually going to die as a family. Another prayer is the prayer of commitment. You know, I just want to speak to the parents directly and particularly to the dads. This is a dad to a dad we can get so focused on other stuff. Uh, oftentimes it's our employment or our hobbies or whatever that the kids can almost be, and I'm just being honest with you, it's almost like they can be a bother. Just don't bother me. But we are their father. They need us. They, they, they need to be able to look up to us because Later on in this series of programs, we're going to be trying connecting our children to the father. But first of all, they've got to be connected to this father so we can lead them. So dads, we have an active role to play. We don't want to miss out single parents either. You know, it's a heavy burden when you're a single parent because you're trying to be mom and dad in one person. And that is humanly much more difficult than having two, which is obviously God's ideal. But... Is God limited by the fact that there's only one parent? No, God can work through you. So be encouraged. This 26 programs that we're going to go through are for single parents as well as for you know, a regular mom and dad type of situation. But you know, praying for commitment, praying that we will have um, the commitment to raise good children. It's going to take commitment another prayer that we could offer.
2: Another prayer is to pray for our children, you know, specifically about their specific needs. And I know that when I do that with my children, when I take the time to do that, maybe there's a particular area, something that they're struggling with, don't seem to be getting anywhere, feel like you're banging your head against the brick wall, not getting through. If I would pray about that, I have noticed the difference in my children. And over the years, we have prayed a lot about and for our children and so much so and with them as well of course but so much so that I can remember I don't know if I even told you about this but we had a visitor around a neighbor who was not a Christian and Caleb was beginning to fool around and I really didn't want that to happen and so I called to his heart just by saying, son, and he knows what that meant. I didn't have to go into the whole spiel about, do you think Jesus likes this when we're in front of a neighbor who doesn't profess Christianity? And so I called to his heart and it kind of changed for a little bit, but didn't really get to the bottom of it. And so then I quietly just went over to Caleb and said, son, could you go to your room? Now, I knew that he knew what I meant was, please go to your room and pray. But I didn't feel that I could just freely say that, so I just asked him to go to his room. And I didn't tell him what he was doing wrong. Well, he came back, and when he came back, he just said, Sorry, Mommy, I was being foolish. I won't do it anymore. And the neighbor turned to me and he said, That's amazing. (laughs) You didn't tell him why he was going to his room. And I still didn't feel like I could necessarily share fully what, you know, what had transpired, but I was really encouraged. Prayer is very powerful. We need to pray specifically for our children, that they will be connected to the Holy Spirit through those prayers.
0: So the first program here, we're working up to the step forward section, which is right at the very end after the little break but I think you can tend which direction we're going here. We need to be praying for ourselves to be good parents because we are, just like anything in life, it's going to take effort. It, it took effort for Shackleton and his guys mm. to get out of the situation they were in to something better. And I don't know where you are in your parenting, but I know for Carolyn and I, and I know for the hundreds of families that we have met on our travels as we travel and speak is every family is desiring something better and there's another prayer that we can pray if you're saying hey things are a mess at home and who cares anyway (laughs) you know it's never we're never going to get out of the situation so hey it's a great program we'll watch it but there's probably not much hope for us you know there is hope for you it doesn't have to stay the way it is you know Every parent, um, I, I have some friends, that, they don't even live in the US. They, they live over in Europe and they uh, they can't even go out for a meal without cringing at the embarrassment the children are going to cause. And that's, that's not uncommon. So where, it just takes the sparkle out of life. It takes the sparkle out of parenting if we haven't got the... The, the tools that we're heading in a positive direction. So we really want to encourage you to pray for those specific things we've talked about. And I just want to reiterate something that we spoke of at the beginning of the program, and that is that Happy the Home, these first section and section two and then the section three, they are all programs that you do. You know, you're not going to get the most out of it by watching Carolyn and I or the children on set here just enjoying some family time and giving some instruction. It's only as you take these things and you you get down on your knees and say, okay, God, I'm in. I'm going to get involved in this one. I'm going to take it from program one. I'm going to do what they say at the end of the program. And by God's grace, because you can do these first few things of praying for power, and praying for commitment, and praying for determination, you can do those things, that's not difficult, even if it's really not even in your heart to do. Do you think God would accept a prayer that isn't really even in your heart? You think he would?
2: I think he'll accept our smallest steps toward him.
0: So we're gonna take a little break here now, and then we're gonna come back and we wanna explain to you the whole step forward process, and how we take the, what we've talked about this little bit here in the program and transition it into your family. Join us again soon. You know, as we close up this first Happy the Home program, I realize we didn't tell you what it was called, what we need to succeed. We need that power and the determination, the commitment. But, you know, a lot of the strength that we need as Christian parents comes from God's word. And I know there are people who say, hey, we don't need the scriptures. Well, you know, that's fine. I'm, I'm not here to tell you, you know, that you've got to, but it's where the power is. Mm-hmm. And it was God's word that spoke worlds into existence in the first place. So there's power in his word. And as we ask God for those particular character traits, um, he will give them to us. I wanted to read to you Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10. It says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. And you know, what's that got to do with parenting? You know, parenting can be a half hearted um, endeavor or it can be a whole hearted endeavor. And I think as we put our whole heart into it, We can have different kinds of families. So let me tell you about the step forward. The step forward is just a challenge. And as we've alluded to all the way through the program, today's challenge is two steps, just very simple. We want to challenge you between now and the next Happy the Home program to every day or as often as you remember it, pray for power. Pray for God's power in your parenting, that you can be a different kind of parent through these next 26 weeks that we're going to have together. Praying for determination and praying for commitment. Just ask God to give you those three simple things. You know, we've thought all this through and it's kind of like the first piece of the puzzle. We are going to need these prayers to be answered in the very near future, so start (laughs) praying. What's another thing we're going to be praying for, Carolyn?
2: We want to be Mm. praying for our children, specifically Na- by name, each child, pray about their weaknesses, the areas that maybe you, the two of you have kind of rubbed up against each other in, but pray specifically for them. Why don't we pray now?
0: Well, before, before we do, just this isn't the point that we really want you. We're not at the point in the program where we want you to start challenging your children. So as if you're praying and you say, oh God, please help them to be more committed in such and such an area. That's not the prayer we want you to pray. We want to pray for you to be committed to them. We're not trying to fix them yet. We're trying to fix ourselves, which is a good time to pray. Mm-hmm. So let's That's pray, true. sweetie. We're going to kneel down.
2: Father in heaven, we pray. And thank you, first of all, that we can pray to you. In any situation and circumstance. And we pray, Father, that you would give us the power that we need, the commitment and the determination to raise these children to be in heaven one day with you. Father, we pray for our children specifically by name. We pray for Hannah and for Caleb and for all the dear families that are watching as they pray for their children. Father, that we might be able to raise them for you. And we thank you for your great love and this opportunity. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen. You know, we want to invite you to join us for another episode of Happy the Home. And the next episode, the next program is entitled What in Their World is Going On? Another important step into leading our children in the right direction.